Welcome to the Hillside Baptist Chapel's weekly podcast. Please listen as Dr. Steve Wood, pastor, teaches from God's Word. Contact information is as follows. Dr. Steve Wood, pastor, phone or message at 6438-6541, email at steverwood002 at gmail.com. Prayer requests can be sent directly to HBC Prayer List 2020 at gmail.com.
as we remain standing, Bob, would you come and lead us in our opening prayer, please? Our Father in heaven, we give you thanks for giving your son for the, our salvation. We give you thanks that we can come and worship you today without fear, without persecution. Yes, we ask Lord. that you open our hearts, our minds to hear your word applied into our lives. Bless each and every one of the members here, those that are not here. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. As Bob was saying that, <clears throat> some are not here, aren't they? And uh, George is coming back this week, right? So remember him as he travels back to uh, the Holy Land. <laughs> back to... Uh, Panama. All right. Uh, we have other prayer concerns I know this morning, so uh, I'll try to think of any announcements that we have as uh, Frank comes to update us on our prayer list and let us know who we need to be praying for in addition to the ones that we've got on our prayer list and updates on those that we do have. I don't have any new people on the prayer list. I haven't had any emails here lately. Uh, my granddaughter Addison got back from Tennessee. She's tired, but she had a good time, and uh, she, I think she was blessed. That's her first time she was on a, a missions trip, and she's only 12. That's but, great. Uh, yeah, the kids had a good time. Other than that, I don't know about Mr. Newman. I, uh, no updates from him. I wish I could say that this Wednesday we're going to have services. Just listen to your podcast, and hopefully we'll get an update soon about uh, uh, some of the restrictions being lifted that's what we've been hearing a little bit of and so we're hoping that that's going to happen soon and we'll be able to have at least Wednesday night services uh, but uh, right now we're still restricted to just one service a week and we're supposed to only be here for an hour now you know I don't run over very much really <laughs> uh, so if you're here more than an hour, don't tell anybody. All right, any other uh, concerns this morning that we need to be thinking about and need to be praying for? If not, our next song is Power in the Blood. Let's stand again and we'll sing this hymn.
All right, uh, Ken Stewart is going to be blessing us now with a special in music, so I'm going to ask him to come and, and uh, listen to the words as he sings this song. still and know that he is holy be still O restless soul of mine bow before the prince of peace let the noise and clamor cease be still and know that he is God still and know that he is faithful consider all that he has done standing on be amazed and know he will never change be scripture reading this morning is most of you hopefully already know is from 1st Thessalonians chapter 3 chapter 5 and uh, we'll be reading verses 12 through 22 1st Thessalonians chapter 5 great reasons for Christian gratitude I almost call this and and really I think uh, it would have probably been a better title the attitude of gratitude doesn't that kind of rhyme? Doesn't that kind of sound good? The attitude of gratitude. 
And we'll talk about that this morning. But there are great reasons for Christian gratitude. And we're going to be looking at some of those today as we think about these particular things. Notice 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, beginning with verse 12. He says, Now we ask you, brothers, to give recognition to those who labor among you and lead you in the Lord and admonish you, and to regard them very highly in love because of their work. Be at peace among yourselves. And we exhort you, brothers, and those who are irresponsible, comfort the discouraged, help the weak, be patient with everyone. See to it that no one repays evil for evil to anyone, but always pursue what is good for one another and for all. Rejoice always. Pray constantly. Give thanks in everything, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Don't stifle the Spirit. Don't despise prophecies. But test all things. Hold on to what is good. Stay away from every kind of evil. Let us pray. Our Father, as we open your word today and we see these things that are given, help us that we can have the right attitude toward you. That we will think very seriously about what you're telling us. And that we will always have these things in our lives that you want there. And we'll shun those things that you don't want us to have. For we know that these things are uplifting that you presented. These things will help us in our everyday life. And help us to consider how these things are very profitable as we look at your word. I pray today that your blessings would be upon all that's come to your house. Be with those that couldn't be with us today. You know the hindering cause. And Father, I pray that your blessings would be upon those that are here and upon those that couldn't be here. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We sang this morning our very first hymn, Give Thanks. I want to talk to you just a moment about that particular song. It was written by a man by the name of Henry Smith. Now I'm sure you don't know him. But in 1978, he was a seminary graduate and was struggling to find work. And there were other things that were going on in his life as well. And he was trying to come to terms 
with a degenerative eye condition that the doctors had told him would eventually lead to legal blindness. But despite these hardships, he found hope in one verse of Scripture in particular. It's 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. And it says this, By his poverty you might become rich. By his poverty you might become rich. You see what happened? Jesus emptied himself, didn't he? As he came to this earth, he didn't keep the things that he had had in heaven. In heaven. And he took on the humility of a servant. And became obedient to death, even death on the cross. And it's by his poverty we can become rich. He penned then this particular song, Give Thanks. I'd like for you to note the words, if you will. It says, Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks unto the Holy One. Give thanks because He's given Jesus Christ His Son. And now, let us say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. Because of what the Lord has done for us. Give thanks. It's a great song, isn't it? Giving praise and honor to God for what He's done. It's not hard to see that as we live in this world, we live in a wretched world. A world that is broken. And as the end time draws closer, the Lord told us that these things were going to happen. Matthew chapter 24, He talks about the end time. The end of this age. And as the time of His coming draws near, lawlessness is going to increase. The love of many is going to grow cold. And it's very obvious that we're living in a wretched world today. Wretched marriages, wretched homes, wretched economy, wretched political system. And the promise is that as the return of Jesus gets closer and closer, these things are going to get worse. Hmm. That doesn't sound like a promising message today, does it? But, let us notice the things that the Lord has told us as we face uncertain times as we face these days that are full of wickedness and evil and trouble and trial. 
You see, Jesus promised to give us life to the full, didn't he? Now, it's not defined by things we have or we don't have materially. That's not what he's talking about. The full life is defined by how we respond to trials, temptations, trouble, tragedy, living in a wretched world. A full life is an attitude. A full life is an attitude. It's not what we have, it's what we are focusing on. What we're thinking about. Adrian Rogers, longtime pastor of Bellevue Baptist Church, and by the way, where Dr. Fred was a youth minister for a period of time. I don't think under him, though, was it? It was before he came there, I think. But anyway, he said, and this was one of his famous sayings, by the way, he said, God, God's will is what we would want for ourselves if we were smart enough to want it. <laughs> Let me say that again. God's will is what we would want for ourselves if we were smart enough to want it. I like that. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. From our text a moment ago. Clearly tells us the right attitude that we ought to have as we live in this life. Give thanks in everything. Give thanks where? In those good things that, that God has provided for us? No, he says, give thanks in everything. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now, I can't tell you today that I understand everything about that. And I'm not going to try and tell you that I have given thanks in everything. But that's what the Bible tells us to do. When bad things happen to us, when things are not going right, when we're sick, when we're dealing with problems and trouble and all kinds of things that are not good, give thanks. Isn't that what God's saying? Even in, in these terrible times that we're living, we're to give thanks. You see, gratitude is seeing that God is good. Gratitude is seeing that God is good. Gratitude comes from a clear vision of who God is. And the devil is always trying to destroy God's character. He tried to do that with Jesus when he was here on this earth, didn't he? Psalm 100 makes it clear that 
An attitude of gratitude comes from seeing that Yahweh is good and His love is eternal. That's what it says in verse 5, Psalm 100. Remember, Jesus wants us to have a life that's full of joy, peace, purposeful and useful work that we can do to honor Him. Now, the devil also wants us to have a full life, if you will, full of wrong. Satan wants you to have a life that's ungrateful. That as life goes on, you're always complaining, always always thinking about how things could be better, how things could be different, how I could have a better neighbor, how I could have a better husband, how I could have a better whatever. You know, you fill in the blank. Satan is behind that. The devil knows that when you ignore God's goodness and you're not thankful toward God, It'll lead to darkness and destruction in your life. It'll lead to failure in living the kind of Christian life that God wants you to live. Romans chapter 1. It tells us about God's goodness. That He's good enough and loves you enough to allow you to serve whoever you worship. Whoever you put first in your life. Listen to what he says in verse 24. God delivered them over to the cravings of their hearts. Now we're going to talk about the Israelites in just a moment. And that's who he's talking about as they wandered in the wilderness. But they were God's children, were they not? But He allowed them to go through the things they had to go through in the wilderness because they turned from God. They turned away from the way that He wanted them to go. When they got to Kadesh Kadesh Barnea, what did He want them to do? He wanted them to go into the promised land, didn't He? He wanted them to conquer the enemy. He wanted them to take charge of the land. And they said no. They were not grateful for what God had done for them. What had He done? Well, He had brought Moses into Egypt, had He not? Moses had confronted Pharaoh. He had demanded that Pharaoh let his people go. And when Pharaoh said no, God brought the plagues. The ten plagues. They should have been thankful for the ten plagues. By the way, if you look at those ten plagues, they all were against the Egyptians, but none of them were against the Israelites. Now, except the last one. 
And the death of the firstborn would have happened to the Israelites had they not put the blood on the lintel and on the, on the doorpost. But God said, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And this is a picture of the blood being applied to the Christian's heart to make him a child of God and to cleanse him from sin. They should have been grateful for God's leadership as He brought them through the Red Sea, as He brought them into the wilderness, as He provided the bread and the quail and all that they needed, the water. But they weren't grateful, were they? They were ungrateful. A non-believer has made a study of this subject of gratitude. This individual who doesn't know the Lord, who is an atheist, by the way, claims to be an atheist, and he has given 31 benefits of gratitude. And I've got a website for that, if some of you would like to look it up sometime. And he says, two of the things that a person... gains by gratitude is that it makes the individual happy and healthier. That's what he said. If you have a grateful attitude, you're going to be happier and healthier. He made this study over a long period of time with multiple individuals. Now church, listen. God wants to give you a full life. And that full life can only come if we have the kind of attitude we need to have as we live in this world. An attitude of gratefulness. A pastor. Now we're going to shift gears here and, and look at an individual who knows Jesus Christ who has also made a study. And this pastor says that if you will do a journal five minutes every morning before you begin your day, and this sounds like a good idea. He said if you'll spend five minutes journaling and write down the things that God has done for you that you're grateful for from the day before, from the past 24 hours. Just write down in that five minute period of time and thank God for the things that He's done, but write down these five things that God has done for you over the past 24 hours. I think every one of us could think of five things that we're grateful for as we begin a new day. Things that God has blessed us with from the day before. And He says that for us to be grateful, for us to have gratitude, changes us. He suggests that as we do this for a period of time, it's going to help us in our long-term well-being by more than 10% 
he says that the same impact is going to be given as we have a grateful attitude toward God that you would get by doubling your income. How many of you would like to double your income? Yeah. And you can have the same benefit by having a grateful attitude toward God according to this pastor. Now let's look at a, a, a few verses of Scripture. Psalm 34 verse 8 says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. In other words, if we really look at God, we really want to understand God, we're going to know that He's good. Psalm 86 verse 5, For you, Lord, are forgiving and good, abounding in love to all who call on you. Any reason to be grateful in any of these verses? Psalm 145 verse 9, The Lord is good to everyone. His compassion rests on all He has made. On all He has made. His compassion rests on all He has made. Lamentation 3.25 The Lord is good to those who wait for Him, to the person who seeks Him. Numbers, uh, I'm sorry, Nahum Chapter 1, verse 7, The Lord is good, a refuge in time of trouble. He cares for those who trust in Him. And we could go on and on, couldn't we? So many places in the Scriptures, it tells us about how good God is. Many things are designed by the devil to discourage us from looking at the goodness of God. We have to cultivate. We have to work at having an attitude of gratitude. Because Satan is going to do everything he can to pull us down. He's going to do everything he can to get our minds off of God and get our minds on the trouble that's around us. Now listen, there's a lot of trouble. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of heartache. We don't have to look very hard to see those things that are bad. And Satan is going to keep our minds directed at the things that are going on that are bad, that are trouble, that are hurtful. But God is good. You see what I'm saying? The Bible declares God is good. You don't have to look very hard at the Scriptures. And you don't have to look very hard at your life to see that God is good. And so, as we think about gratitude, it's sharing the Lord. We do this through our witness. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 15 tells us about this. It says... Therefore, through Him, let us continually offer up to God a sacrifice of praise. That is, the fruit of our lips that confess His name. As we live 
among people. As we have neighbors, friends, acquaintances, the Bible tells us that we need to exercise the fruit of our lips. He says, let us continually offer up the sacrifice of praise. You see the idea of thankfulness in that? Praise to God. And believe me, as we offer that sacrifice of praise, as our lips are giving that fruit, other people are going to notice. Other people are going to see that there's a difference in our lives because we're not complaining. We're not, we're not being individuals who are always talking about how bad things are. But we're talking about a good God. We're talking about what God is doing in our world and in our lives. And we can do that. And this is a witness to those that are lost, the Bible is telling us. In Acts 8, 1.8, he tells us, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come to you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and the ends of the earth. We call that the Great Commission, don't we? This is where the Lord gave the charge to His people to go into all the world <clears throat> and be a witness. And one of the primary things that we need to do is to be a people of gratitude. Letting others see what God has done for us in our lives. What is a witness? When an individual takes the witness stand in a trial, what is he doing? He's telling about what he's experienced or what, he's, what he has seen or, or what's going on in his life. Right? That witnesses to the court about what's happening. That's the same thing that we're doing when we witness to the world. I know that there's been many witness plans developed, many things that have been devised to help us be a witness. You know, we, I could name some of these. And I'm not saying they're bad. I'm not saying that that's wrong. But what I'm saying is, our witness needs to be what's going on in our lives. What God has done for us. And we can tell others about how we trusted in Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. And that's the best witness you can have. Not about what God has done in Frank's life or what God has done in Freddie's life or you know I could point to each one of you Steve and many others here today and, and say I could point to what God has done in their lives and that, that's okay but people want to hear what God's doing for you what God has done for you and how God has affected your life and that's going to be a better witness that's going to be a better testimony than anything that's been written down and modeled by others. 
Gratitude is serving the Lord with gladness. Psalm 100 is chock full of these things. Many passages in the scriptures tell us about our attitude of graciousness. The Greek word in Psalm 100, when it's talking about being thankful, is to do good, uh, I'm sorry, to do a good turn to blank. To do a good turn to whatever. That's the idea of thankfulness. To do a good turn. To help others. Gratefulness is a spirit of helping others. A spirit of helpfulness, if you will. Serving God isn't as Satan would try to infer a dull, boring, uninteresting life. It's not. When we have the right spirit, when we have the right attitude, when we are looking at the right things, then God is going to help us have that attitude that we need to have before others. You see, in Acts 1.8, he tells us about the Holy Spirit being sent to the church to help us in our witness before others. Isn't that what he said? But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come on you. And you will be my witnesses. That's what he says. It takes the Holy Spirit to work in us, to help us be the kind of individual that others can see Jesus in us. That others can recognize their need of salvation and their need of coming to Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. We can't serve God with a grumbling attitude. Exodus chapter 16. You know what that's about. I mentioned that a little bit ago. This was the Exodus. This is where the Israelites were coming into the wilderness. This is their complaining. This was their failure. Numbers chapter 11 covers those same things. The Apostle Paul says this about that. Chapter 10, verse 10. Nor should we complain as some of them did and were killed by the destroyer. Being ungrateful. Complaining. We called it bellyaching in Arkansas when I was growing up. And that's not the attitude we need to have. That's the attitude the Israelites had in the wilderness. Philippians 2, verses 14 and 15. He says, Do everything without grumbling and arguing. 
so that you may be blameless and pure children of God who are faultless in a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine like stars in the world. You see, if we have the right attitude, then others are going to be able to see it. It can't be hidden. It's like the stars in the sky. People see it. People notice. And then Peter says this in 1 Peter 4, 9, Be hospitable to one another without complaining. Life is a gift from God. But to be lived for God. And when our mouths are full of thankfulness, they can't be full of grumbling at the same time. We need to be that kind of people. And you can serve God with a grateful heart by giving thanks in all things. Even when things are not going good. Remember that journal. You can find something in the previous day, five things in that previous day, that you can say, thank you, Lord, for. Gratitude isn't about pain or pressure or problems. The ridicule that someone is giving to you. It's about the right attitude toward the one who controls all things and works all things for good to those that love God, to those that are called according to His purpose as we read We thank God because in these things, He's with us. In our sickness, in our trials, in our problems, He's with us. He's there beside us. He's there to strengthen. He's there to guide. He's there to comfort. Whatever is needed at the moment, God is there to give if we'll look for Him. We need to give thanks by finding our place in serving God. We're taught from the Scriptures that thankfulness should be a part of our worship as we come into God's house. We think of worship as giving. Did you know giving is part of worship? Singing. Seeing is a part of worship. Praying. Fellowship. Everything we do as we come into God's house ought to be done with an attitude of thanksgiving. Being grateful. You're not in Hillside by mistake. You were called here by God to encourage others to build up others, to give thanks to God through the things that you do in your life. Serving God and His people and those around us is part of giving thanks always. Have you found your place of service? In conclusion this morning, it's obvious that we're in a 
time when things are not good, as I mentioned a moment ago. And they're going to get worse. But, we in our situation, whatever it may be, need to cultivate that attitude of gratitude. One sign that I saw read, gratitude is the best attitude. <laughs> Maybe I should put that as a bumper sticker on my car. Huh? How do we actively make our attitude one of giving thanks? Make it a part of your prayer life. Let your request be made known to God with thanksgiving, he says. Ask God about what is needed to help you change your attitude. To be the kind of thankful person you need to be. Max Lucado, most of you are familiar with him, offered this observation in a recent daily devotional that he produces. He said in one of Henry Newman's books, he tells about the lesson of trust he learned from great tra trapeze artists. The acrobat said, the flyer does nothing. The catcher does everything. I have simply to reach out my arms and hands and wait for him to catch me and pull me to safety over the apron. See the picture? The flyer must trust with outstretched arms that the catcher is going to be there for him. Lucado continues, In the great trapeze act of salvation, God is the catcher. And we are the flower. We trust, period. We rely solely upon God's ability to catch us. As we do, trust Him. A wonderful thing happens. We fly. Your father has never dropped anyone. He will not drop you. His grip is sturdy. His hands are open. Place yourself entirely in his care. And as you do, you will find it is possible, yes possible, to be anxious for nothing. You see how that fits in with the attitude of gratitude? To be anxious for nothing. As we're in God's hands, He's going to catch us. He's going to be there for us. We don't have to worry. Sometimes, God is going to allow us to go through some things that may be discouraging. He's asking us to simply reach out our hands. Reach out and allow Him to catch us.
and He will. If you're lost, the illustration Lakato Grave is the promise that if you're lost and you want to be saved, just reach out your hands and He'll catch you. He never has dropped anyone. Did you notice those words? He never has dropped anyone, and He never will. As we sing our closing hymn, Come Now is the time to worship. Let us stand together and we'll sing this closing hymn. If there are decisions that you need to make, would you make them now? Would you come?
Let me say to those that are listening on our podcast today, if there are decisions that you need to make, something that's on your heart, I encourage you to call me or send me an email. This information will be given in just a moment after the podcast. But let me hear from you. I'd love to talk with you. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you to thank you, dear Lord God, for the people that are here today. I pray and thank you for the message the pastor has given us that came from you, Lord. Lord, I just pray that the people that are not here today, I pray for them and I pray that they'll be that they're if they're sick or whatever reason they didn't come, I just pray that next Sunday they will be here. I pray, dear Lord God, that you let this church grow, dear Heavenly Father, and grow till we have to move somewhere else to a bigger space, Lord. Lord, I just pray and thank you for everything you've done. For anyone in here and myself, I just pray and thank you, dear Lord God, in your Son, Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Contact information is as follows. Dr. Steve Wood, Pastor, Foreign or message at 6438-6541, email at steverwood002 at gmail.com. Prayer requests can be sent directly to hbcprayerlist2020 at gmail.com. Thank you, and God bless.